Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Credit Coach, and welcome to my blog, where it's both my mission and my pleasure to highlight my creative journey to inspire you, give you specific takeaways, and all in all, try to make your journey just a little bit easier, if not more. Now, before I fully get into things, I would love to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe. That way you get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. Um, One of the big milestones of this week uh, that I felt was worth noting and congratulating myself on is the fact that I'll have basically posted 800 pieces of content on YouTube. That's a lot. And, you know, uh, overall, my channel hasn't been around for that long, you know, a couple of years, um, maybe two and a half. Uh, so that's pretty impressive. That that feels awesome to, to do. I was joking with my friend Ian, and I said, you know, once I reach a thousand, you'll have to fund uh, In Search of Sunrise outright. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but anyway, um, yeah. So all that to say, congrats to me, but for you as well, like uh, there's all the past episodes that are there, whether, you know, the recommendations that I make to certain books, movies, whatever, those are there for you. Uh, certainly my lessons that I've done, they're there for you. So, you know, uh, obviously I'm going to continue to put out new stuff, but very much the old, you know, all the new stuff continues to build on the old stuff and the old stuff is just as applicable to you and your life as much as anything else. So it, it's, uh, in that sense, evergreen. So definitely worth checking out. All right. So, uh, you know, uh, when I wasn't working for the stuff that paid the bills last week, uh, the stuff that I was doing was a lot of research. Okay. So I want to do this project, um, you know, what kind of more and more looks like an in-between movie. You know, I want to, I have In Search of Sunrise, which is like a dream project for me that I want to make in terms of a movie as a director. But as I continue to pound the pavement each and every week to, uh, to make connections, to get people on board and things like that, it's going to take a while, right? You know, things take a while to develop. And so... I've been developing this idea into something that I can do on a micro budget, much like my first movie. And so in order to make it, there's a lot of research that I have to do based on it. You know, um, with my first movie, I filmed it in LA and, you know, my research was basically 10 years of living here. And this next project is a little bit different. Just like in search of sunrise, I had to research quantum, uh, quantum computing and artificial intelligence and virtual reality and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so it, it feels good to do that. Um, now, this movie that I'm thinking of is going to be set in a foreign country. And so I've been watching a lot of vlogs in that sense, uh, obviously going through like various tourism websites and things of that nature. But I want to also immerse myself in their filmmaking, right? And as I try to do that, I keep finding great lists of movies to try and see. 
Except the problem is I don't have access to those movies. Like it, it just boggles my mind that in this day and age of streaming, there's still content that I can't access. And I'm not saying like for free. I'm saying like I'm willing to pay for it, right? But I can't find a DVD on Amazon. It's no, not on the on the streaming platforms. Uh, generally, if I, you know, for me at least in the past, if I haven't been able to find something in the general uh, s- streamers, like if they don't have licensing rights for it and so forth, what I'll do is I'll make a purchase through YouTube. Sometimes you can buy the movie outright. Other times you can just only rent it. Okay, so you know, generally I try to buy the movie, but if not, at least I can rent it. This, you know, apart from like two movies so far, everything else is like just not accessible. And that sucks. I mean, it just shows the lack of exposure uh, that to art. And, excuse me, why, like, you know, when you talk about like the Hollywood machine or think about the Hollywood machine, like this, this is why, like none... It's very hard to immerse yourself, you know? And I'm someone who does love foreign movies, and I, I, I've seen a good deal of them. But even now, I want to... These are movies that I haven't heard of before, and I would love to check them out. And they are very well-reviewed, very well-respected. It's not like they're just, you know, these these nothings, and yet they're not accessible. <laughs> and it just boggles my mind that that is the case, in this digital age that we live in, it's just like, okay, you don't have to like manufacture this stuff. Just put it somewhere and let people pay for it. I don't, I don't it just, I don't get it. I don't get it. But anyway, so, you know, in spite of that, I'm trying to do my research in the ways that I can. Um, and, you know, one of the fun things is music. Music is a lot more accessible for whatever reason. And so, I've been listening to a lot of music um, in that realm and, and getting really immersed in that. And, and it's been fun to, to do that. And, you know, now I wouldn't call myself an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I have a pretty good grasp on, on kind of the region that I'm planning to film in. And it's, it, it's quite interesting, you know. Um, and it's really fun then to take that, I, that knowledge that I have combine it with the story I have in mind and start writing it. So I've been, you know, for the latter half of the week, I started writing. So in a matter of uh, three and a half days, I've written about 40 pages. All right. So uh, averaging about, give or take, 10 pages a day um, in that sort of realm. Uh, You know, and, and very much kind of for me, as I always say, like right now, the the most important part is to not be self-critical, but instead get it, get it on paper. And, you know, the only times I really stop uh, just getting thoughts on paper and dialogue and so forth, action, is when I need to kind of research and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of constantly looking at Google Maps and, you know, kind of seeing, you know, the various routes of where people are and so forth. And, and it's been interesting in that, that sense and, and um, kind of really, really fun, you know, to, to kind of get in that, that realm again. Um, you know, I have watched movies that are similar in tone to what I'm trying to make. And as I said, they're not, these ones are not from the country that I'm trying to film in, but, um, but nonetheless, at least like it gives me a good barometer to, um, 
to draw inspiration from, to learn the craft, you know, mainly because like I'll watch the movie, I'll read a little bit of the script and just kind of get a sense of, you know, how the script, you know, came came to be and so forth, you know, all that, all that stuff. So um, that's kind of where I'm at, hoping to have a draft by the end of this week. If not, then, then two weeks, you know, uh, should, should be the magic number to, to get the first draft, right? And it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but as Neil Gaiman says, uh, this is a paraphrase, but, you know, um, with a revision, the whole goal is to make it look like you knew what you were doing all along, right? When you first wrote the first draft. So, you know, that'll be the goal. And luckily I have enough friends and, and uh, people creatively that I can tap into to provide me that feedback. Um, so I will be definitely doing that. In fact, there's one particular person um, who I haven't uh, worked with in a while, but I, he's a good writer and, and I want to, I feel like this would be up his alley. So I'm going to tap into him to, to see if he's willing to, you know, help me punch it up um, in that way. So that'll be exciting. You know, the other thing that uh, I'm really kind of concerning as far as this movie is, um, you know, obviously I have the funds myself to be able to do it, but it would be nice to lessen the burden, if you will. And so how to raise that money in the most effective way. And so kind of considering doing, you know, like a YouTube live where we do a fundraiser, you know, almost like a telethon type thing, um, something like that. So we'll see, you know, that'll be uh, a couple months down the line. It won't be right away, but, you know, these are, it's, if anything, it, it kind of speaks to this idea that, you know, as, as independent artists, right, we both have to be entrepreneurial as well as creative, right? And we have to be creative about the entrepreneurship side, right? And, you know, as much as we would love to divorce ourselves from, let's say, the business side, it just uh, becomes increasingly harder to do that, um, you know, and especially if you're kind of up and coming, you know, you have to, as much as it would be great to, like, pay this person, this person, that person to kind of at least enact the vision, but oftentimes that's not doable. So you kind of, you or maybe a small group of willing friends, um, you know, get together and, you know, kind of have to make that happen. But in some sense, it's a, it's a, it's a state of being that I embrace, um, you know, because right now I don't know a different way around it. And so rather than be like, okay, you know, uh, upset about it. Let me just embrace it and, you know, do the best I can with it and see it as another, you know, as I said, apply your creativity towards the entrepreneurship side. And so in that sense, you know, how do I, how do I make the best fundraiser, you know? So, okay, going live and doing this, you know, and blah, blah, you know, uh, tapping into the various skill sets of my past, you know, and kind of also pushing it a little bit forward in some sense, you know? So that's how I approach all these, these various things. Now, what was one of the interesting things is I, I talked to a lot of my friends and um, so forth throughout the throughout the day, you know, because I walk I walk my dog a bunch of times, and so during those walks, I, I give people a call and we chat and so forth. It was an interesting question that was raised by one of my friends, you know, <laughs> and it's always you know it always comes back to like fear, but. You know, the, the question was, you know, and it wasn't meant to be insulting, but it was like, you know, what if the, 
you know, Phil, what if, you know, all the books that you, you've written and all these movies that you're making once they get made and so forth, like once you do all this stuff and you create all this stuff, what happens if you don't make it? <laughs> and I just kind of laugh. I'm like, define it. Because if, if I've written the books, if I've made the movies, I've already made it. The it being the stuff that I wanted to make. So, you know, that for me, that's perfect. It's like, I mean, that's literally having made it. But no, it for most people, unfortunately, is the ego talking and it's like the, you know, fame, fortune and so forth. And it's just like, like, that's not, that's not what I fight for. That's, that's not my driving motivation. My driving motivation is to make these things. And, you know, I find ways to be able to do it. You know, that's, again, applying the creativity to entrepreneurship. Like, no one's knocked on my door for me to be able to, at, at the current moment, to make the stuff that I want to make um, in terms of this. So I have to go out there and figure out a way. And that's fun for me. And luckily, I have enough friends that that appreciate what I'm doing, see the spirit of it, and want to be a part of it. And vice versa. There's plenty of stuff that my friends are working on that I'm like, hell yeah. And I, I and and I want to be on board. If anything, you know, sometimes I I, I can be a little bit uh, annoying because you know my friends, you know, there, there's so many good ideas. I'm like, hey, you know, did you did you write that script? Did you write that script? Well, I'm gonna do that script. You know, let's let's do it. Let's do this. Um, and I don't know I think it's endearing, but <laughs> hopefully it is. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, because it's not just for me. It's not just about my stuff. I really believe, you know, a lot of my friends have these fantastic ideas and I would love to bring those to light. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just, I just trying to be a bull in terms of that, you know, um, the, the word I would use to describe myself in the past is renegade. You know, I'm, I don't like a set of rules. I, uh, you know, whatever we got to do, like what's the end result. And it doesn't mean me be mean or so forth, but like, just do it, you know? And now more and more, I think I'm going from like renegade to iconoclast. So when that just, uh, you know, kind of really does push against norms and conventions. Um, not because I don't necessarily like them, but they just don't work for me. You know, um, you know, it's great if pe- like people can play and find success in quote unquote, the system. But as I said, you know, no one's knocking on my door. And so rather than like for me, you know, I just, I like to create ways to kind of go about it. And, and it was interesting enough, you know, I was, I was having a conversation with this person today and, or not today, I'm sorry, uh, but over the weekend and the person was talking about, you know, how he's able to see kind of steps ahead and things like that. And his head was in the right place and things like that. But you know, I, I kind of observed him and he, as, as far ahead as he, he used to think, you know, he's not, not that it's a bad thing, but he was thinking within the system, you know, and that's, that's what I knew for me uh, <laughs> that like iconoclast is a, is a better term for what I would love to do. I'm not saying I am, uh, but it's a better term for like how I would love to view myself, right? A, let's call it a goal because I'm like, again, you know, like if I can play in the system, great. But if 
if not, if if the system is preventative from like me doing the thing, <laughs> I'm gonna find a way to to to, to do it, right? And doesn't mean it's always going to be the prettiest necessarily, so to speak. Um, but if it gets a good result, then who cares? Um, and what I mean by, again, I don't mean that in a derogatory sense or a mean sense, but like, you know, just basically like breaking the rules, breaking the norms, you know? Um, I, <laughs> I remember during the first movie, I, I joked about with one of, uh, the actresses and she was like, you know, you're breaking all the rules. I'm like, oh, I'm well aware of quote unquote, the rules that I'm breaking in terms of filmmaking. But that's the only way I can do this, <laughs> you know? And so, uh, so yeah, you know, I think, and luckily enough, I'm not saying I'm a master filmmaker yet, but, but I know enough of the craft, certainly from the technical standpoint, to be able to break the rules, you know, in terms of shot selection, film, filming, and so forth, right? Because for me, as, an, as someone who ed- edited a, a crap ton, I can reverse engineer it, you know? If, if that's the result that, you know, that's the end product of what needs to be done, then I can kind of backtrack from there and create a way to do it, right? And I've, I've talked about this in the past, but you know, to me, it's about logistics over strategy. And I think a lot of times people who can work within a system, you know, they talk about strategy and it's like, okay, strategy is all well and good. I'm not opposed to that, but you know, logistics, Trump strategy all day, every day. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, how do we do this? That's the question. So, um, yeah. And, you know, and I was, it, it was interesting, and, and the reason why I'm kind of even harping on this person that I, was, that I was talking with and kind of just knocking the person down a peg was because, you know, I talked about, um, you know, my movie and kind of what I was going for, and, you know, his negativity was showing. I kind of joked about it to him, to him and... Because he was like, you know, I, I don't mean to be a negative Nancy, but, you know, as someone who thinks six steps ahead, I'm like, listen, listen, I already know the six steps ahead. But guess what? For me, it's called negative visualization. I can anticipate all the problems and start to come up with solutions. And the ones that I can't, they're just hurdles to overcome, right? They're just logs to step over and step over and step over. And that was another part of the conversation that I was having with the other friend who asked me, you know, uh, what happens if you, quote, don't make it, you know, even though I'll, I'll have creative books, movies, and so forth. <laughs> I'm like... The, the, the thing is, you know, my mental shift is I don't look at these as insurmountable things. I just look at them as logs to, to jump over or walk over, whatever, right? Like, it's all these are. They're just logs coming towards you and you just step over, you know, you find something. And, the, you know, and it's like, why, why does everything have to be this, like, gigantic obstacle that's like, oh, my God, the world's about to end, you know? Because the person was like, well, what if um, it doesn't work out that you can film in the country that you're looking to film? I'm like, okay, then we'll film somewhere else. <laughs> you know, really not. Like, obviously, I'm making it like very case specific as much as I can to this country. But the story itself could work feasibly anywhere. And so, yes, I would have to re research. I would have to change the specifics of the dialogue and location and so forth. But, you know, at least I'll have a very good skeleton with maybe some meat on it. Just now I got to put the skin on it, right? If that's if that analogy works. 
but who cares? You know, like th- th- I can do that, right? It's not an insurmountable thing. Like, okay, some you, you could look at it like, okay, that sucks. If I can't make, you know, all this time and effort went into writing and developing a movie for a very specific location. And if that goes away, then it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, that sucks. But that doesn't mean, okay, that, that, that it's over, right? There's always a way. And, you know, and I was even telling the person, ultimately, I was like, listen, if, 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 if shit just goes tits up, truly, like, it just sucks, then at least I'll have an amazing experience in a foreign country with my friends. <laughs> That's it. Like, so I can't lose. Um, you know, when, when you stand to benefit from even failure, you've not really lost. It's that saying that I, I, I talked about this a lot. You can fail without being a failure. And I think, but, but people need to make that separation. I, because I think right now it's just so intertwined. You fail, you're a failure. No, 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 no. You're not. You're not. You're not. If you fail, that doesn't make you a failure. It's what do you learn from that? What do you gain from that? Right? So that's, that's, um, that's the main thing. Now, speaking of fear and all this other stuff, you know, one of the things as far as this People maybe call it intuition, going with your gut, whatever you want. Um, but there's a side of me, you know, based on past experience that I can tell that might be certain warning signs. And, you know, in the past, I might have been able to overlook them and kind of, you know, just because part of it was that that was what I had to work with, right, sometimes. Whether it be people, resources, and so forth. And this time around, it's going to be very interesting because um, there's there's something that keeps occurring. And I know the person doesn't mean it, but, uh, you know, um, I just, it's, it's this, you know, I think as creatives, we don't ever want to be surrounded by anyone negative. And, and so there's a person that I'm kind of interacting with that... It's almost like, you know, you're walking forward and they're pulling on a rope, they're pulling on a rope. Um, and they don't mean to, right? It's, it, it, it's interesting. It's like well-intentioned, but I just know for me at this stage, right, I've earned the right to not have to put up with that. And so I think ultimately I'll, I'm going to have a talk with this person and really kind of get down to brass tacks of, you know, here's how it's coming off. And here's, and by the way, forget me in terms of the equation. Here's why it's never going to work for you in terms of what you're trying to accomplish. And now what I'm saying, it, 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 it's not allowing for, I'm not advocating that you should allow toxicity into your life and let kind of people ride all over you and that you shouldn't have boundaries. That's not what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, in the spirit of like that I mean it, there's just certain things that like, you're just not going with the flow. Um, and the flow is really, a, 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 in this case, you know, the, the true creative spirit of what, what and me and a bunch of other people are trying to accomplish. And so it's like, you just, it doesn't benefit. You know, that, that pullback doesn't benefit us. And, you know, one of the things I kind of started thinking about, and I joked with my, um, 
my, my friend Lauren Lagrasso, and it would be, you know, this was all over just text, um, but it would be fun to really talk with her. And maybe why it came into my mind is because she literally came out with a song called Therapy. Um, just released. So um, if you're unfamiliar with Lauren Lagrasso, she's um, someone I've known for a number of years. She's a musician, podcast producer slash host, um, actress, um, you know, is in my first feature film uh, and so forth. Right. So we've worked on many, many projects over the years together. So I have a lot of respect for her. And, you know, I'm glad that like her song therapy is out there because, it, you know, it's trying to advocate for therapy and so forth, among other things. Powerful song. But I was talking with her and I was like, you know, I, I, I should really only work with people who go to therapy from now on. Like, that should be my boundary. <laughs> you know, and she's like, yeah, that's that's actually a, a, a good way to look at it. And she was like, definitely would apply to dating too. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just, it's kind of very interesting because there. there you know, the people that do go to therapy and really actively do the work, um, there isn't that sense of being pulled back by, you know, they, they're much more liberating and encouraging. And it's not to say that, you know, because I've talked about this, so I don't want to come off as a hypocrite, that, that criticism doesn't matter and that anything that's kind of brought up in terms of the negative uh, isn't constructive because it can be. But there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And, 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 and the things that are, in this case, that my gut is telling me are just kind of red flags or warning signs at least, aren't just uh, criticisms that are justified. So, anywho, uh, switching gears, one of the things I was kind of thinking about, uh, you know, it's interesting to me as people are getting vaccinated, as the CDC is easing up on things as states are reopening. I wonder, are you getting the sense of like FOMO? Like if people are start hanging out, like, you know, that, that you have this like lost time to make up for and that you got like hang out with every friend imaginable every second of the day. Otherwise, like, <laughs> you know, you aren't living life to the fullest. And, you know, it's interesting for me, like, because I've hung out, in social distance um, groups and, you know, soccer's opening back up. And, you know, um, I went to my friend's um, birthday where we did a private screening at an AMC, you know, with people that were all vaccinated and, and so forth, right? So, like, in, in little by little, life for me does seem to be resuming to familiar territory. I guess we'll also, I won't call it, you know, back to normal, but I'll say familiar territory. And, you know, sometimes people do hit me up of like, hey, you want to do this? You want to do that? And as much as like maybe I would love to at the same time, I, I know it won't derive me joy. And in fact, would take me away from some of the stuff that I'm working on. And so I think... Much like with a financial budget, you have to be good at allocating your time. You know, and what has meaning to you? And so the people I really do care about and, you know, some of the people that that maybe I haven't seen in a while and, and it could be fun, you know, I'll say yes to. But it doesn't mean I have to say yes to everything. And certainly doesn't mean I have to, like, if, if 
you know, something's ha- if there's a bunch of stuff happening all in one weekend, doesn't mean I have to do all of them. You know, I can space things out and um, you know, still get to see people all in all. And um, doesn't mean like that the stuff of life is short. You know, enjoying the moments doesn't apply. But at the same time, you have to you have to determine how you enjoy that time versus just blindly, you know, having a sense of FOMO. And so I kind of, I don't know, it's been interesting because I thought about that as, as a recent thing of like, you know, looking at some of the stuff on social media and being like, oh, I was invited to that. Why didn't I go to that? And it's like, because I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. That's why. Simple enough. But I'd be curious to know your thoughts on that. Um, so yeah, I've kind of been thinking about that. Last uh, little bit that I'll add is just, um, I saw Wrath of Man and Four Good Days. I won't give a full review, but... Um, you know, uh, the first one, Wrath of Man, is a Jason Statham action movie directed by uh, Guy Ritchie. Um, a really, really good action movie, right? Very, very tense. Um, almost kind of like has some thriller elements. Um, really well done. You know, you're kind of on the edge of your seat, I would say, the entire time. Four Good Days, similar in terms of that you're on the edge of your seat the entire time. But it's about... Uh, a mom and a daughter, the daughter who is struggling with drug addiction and, you know, it, 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 they have, she has to stay sober for four days in order to get this, um, get, get this uh, shot that would render any, any drugs that she puts in her body, essentially, um, you know, she wouldn't get a high from them. But in order, you know, in order to do that, she can't do drugs for those four days. And so it's, you know, it's 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 Glenn Close and Mila Kunis, really, really well done. So um, if any of those are interested to you, check them out. For me, I love them both um, for different reasons. Definitely, um, you know, in their own way, hard to watch. You know, they're, they're gripping in, in that sense, but um, but worth it for me. So that's kind of uh, my week in a nutshell overall. Um, thank you for taking the time to tune in. I hope you benefited in some small way. You know, I've raised a lot of things, so feel free to comment or ask questions based on anything that I said or anything that I haven't said, you know, ask away in the comments section or hit me up on social media at PhilSpeedTech. Um, likewise, if you think this episode might be a benefit to somebody, please share it with them. I certainly would appreciate it because I appreciate you. I'll see you next time.